This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Episode number 362 of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is Mike. My name is John. So we missed last week because I was on vacation. Well, maybe missed isn't the most accurate word. We didn't record last week because I was on vacation. So uh, tell us about vacation. Uh, No, it was pretty fantastic. Uh, Dropped my son off at summer camp in New Hampshire on Sunday. Son number two. The youngest, yeah, the eight-year-old. And he, uh, the, the earliest drop-off time, because you have to sign up, and the earliest one available for the day is 2 p.m. So that's the one we signed up for, luckily. And then we drove uh, to Niagara Falls, Canada, and we got there just around midnight. So it was a uh, quite a long drive, a good 175, 200 miles of, of side roads, back roads, mountain roads, uh, until we finally got from New Hampshire to New York, because we had to cut through New Hampshire and Vermont to New York. Finally found ourselves in a state and made the rest of the drive a lot easier. Mm. So, but the best part, mm. the customs was empty. It's kind of rolled right up, rolled right through. Ah. Yeah. And uh, spent a couple nights there, went and saw the old Niagara Falls, did some other stuff, and then Kind of trucked our way back across New York. Uh, spent a few nights in this, three nights in Albany, and uh, sorry, I had to sneeze. And then um, the last night again in New Hampshire, picked Wesley up on Saturday and headed home. So it was a it was a good week. So our tenth anniversary uh, was in June. So this was our our tenth anniversary celebration, I guess you can call it. Yeah, I appreciate that. If you ever go to the Niagara Falls, Canada, make sure you journey behind the falls is the big one or going to the towers. You can see the lookout of everything. But we, the wife and I, highly recommend uh, the tunnel. You go to the old, which is not that far away. It's walking like five minute walking distance or whatever. Same parking lot as the uh, journey behind the falls. But you walk down to the old hydroelectric plant and they take a glass elevator 180 feet down. And you can wow. see the layers. You can see the layers of the uh, hydroelectric plant as you go down. And essentially it used to pull the water in from the top of the river above mm-hmm. the falls and then do its magic running it through to create the hydroelectricity with the tur- through the turbines and everything. And then they flush that water back out this long 2,200 foot tunnel to the, bo- to the, uh, bo- to, you know, to the bottom of the falls, if you will put it back in the river that way. And, uh, and so last July, 2022, they opened it up. Might've been like June 30th, 2022, but they opened it up as a tourist attraction after, you know, 
setting it up and everything. And so we take the elevator down. It's pretty cool. And then we walk that 2,200 feet through this enormous stone brick tunnel. And it comes out to this landing at the end, at the base of the falls. So you can see the waterfall really cool, like the whole Horseshoe Fall, the America Falls, everything. It was gorgeous. I highly recommend uh, the tunnel if you ever go. Nice. And and legitimately, if you're going to go all that way, have a passport or passport card and go to the Canadian side because the American side pales in comparison to the Canadian side. You can see it from the U.S. side. You can take the Made in the Mist cruise, but like pretty much everything good and exciting is on the Canadian side. Everything touristy is on the Canadian side as well. So. <coughs> But, uh, yeah. That's cool. I have never gone there. So. My first time. My mom and my dad, when they were married for that cup of coffee, that they were together, uh, they went to Niagara Falls on their honeymoon, but they never went to the Canadian side. And my mom's been a couple other times, or at least one other time since they've never been to the Canadian side. Uh, Anyhow, they bought a like a photograph framed photo of the falls at night. And my mom hung that in my bathroom in our trailer, uh, that we got when I was a kid. And I, that's, so I grew up like looking at that over the back of the toilet. So I kind of like always wanted to go there and see it in person type of thing. Nice. I, uh, so. I have to renew my passport. It expired in May. So, they won't let you do it online. It's a huge pain in the ass and it's expensive. You know, sometimes you can do it online. Yeah. It's like you have to mail your passport in. Yes. You have to mail your old passport in. And I had both the book and the card. Yep. And the card is only good for like going to Mexico and Canada, but it can also be used as a form of ID, which is nice. Yes. The card is only good for land and sea port of entries. You can't fly into Mexico or Canada with a card. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that either. Yeah. So it's only good for land or or port of sea entries, but you could also use it on a few of the Caribbean islands. Like if you go on a cruise, Hmm. it's good for a few of them down there. Um, So like if you need a cruise to Mexico, you can use your passport card to get into Mexico that way because it's a port of sea entry, but you can't fly in. Um, but yeah, so ours expire in August and that's why we haven't renewed ours yet. Cause it takes eight to 12 weeks to get them back. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of our goal to try and renew those in August at some point. Plus uh, if you do the book to, and the card, it's 160 bucks. Granted, gonna that's the, for 10 years, but we're going to do the book and the card this time. Yep. Uh, just in case the, uh, we're getting older and the kids are getting older and yeah. maybe we're going to. Go to England or something. That's the thing is if tomorrow I won the lottery and was able to go to wherever I wanted, I don't want to be like, well, now i got to fill out the paperwork to get my booklet. Yeah. I got to pay rush order and now I got to, yep. now I got to do that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was so. talking to my buddy um, who lives in uh, St. Stephen, New Brunswick. And on their side, they don't mail in their old passport card. They just renew it online and they ship them a new one. And they can keep the one they have. I mean, like, that's what happens with the driver's license here. Right. I mean, he lives on, he's he, like, especially think about those people that live on border towns. Like if you live in say Callis and you have family in St. Stephen, so you cross the border all the time. Mm-hmm. Now you can't for eight to 12 weeks to get your passport back. Right. Yeah. That'd be ridiculous. Yep. So, but yeah, we need to do ours. <clears throat> 
Yeah, I got to like I've got it all filled out. We even took the picture, got it printed out because you can do that now. Uh, you and I couldn't yeah. do that when we first got it. You can take no. your own pictures and then yeah, okay. get it printed out. You can also smile. There's no more rule that says no smiling. They just yes, like you, you, just, you need to look natural. But yeah, uh, Julia took a picture of me against the white wall back there and we got it printed yeah. out at Walgreens and then snipped it out and stapled it onto the thing. Uh, discovered I don't have a stapler in the house, but then again, you know, it's 2023. Why would I have a stapler in my house? Um, I have a stapler, uh, only because when my grandmother passed away five years ago, uh, I got her old desk and it had a stapler in it. Gotcha. That makes sense then. So I have a stapler and a box of staples that are older than all my children, I believe. Um, by the way, just so everybody knows, um, you will not hear us talk about the Loki season two trailer. It dropped a few hours ago, but we have not watched it yet. So, I mean, we should. <laughs> Good, I, I I could send it to you right now if you wanted. Yeah, you feel free. I haven't I haven't seen it yet. OK, then maybe we will watch, uh, watch it and talk about it on here because we've done that before. Yeah, well, we have indeed. <clears throat> Oh, yeah, I think I think I've watched all the trailers you sent me. So, again, um, I did not watch a lot last week because I was traveling a lot. I drove uh, almost 1700 miles of driving. You didn't trade off with the wife? No, 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 no. no. And it wasn't continuous. It was just throughout that week. Hmm. Let's see here. Play. <laughs> it's impossible. We just saw it happen. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, this has got to be better than Secret Invasion. Uh, yes. Which we will talk about the finale of that. Yes. And we have three episodes of uh Star Trek Strange New Worlds mm-hmm. Including that amazing crossover episode uh, with Lower Decks. Yes. That yes. was like brilliantly done. Oh, I I can't even. Uh, um, no, that, that was amazingly well done. <laughs> Duct tape. Love it. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, this is going to be way better than Secret yeah, Invasion it is. was. Yeah. The timeline is it's running. interesting, though, because like the whole the whole concept here. Yeah. As well as like. Yeah, see. I, I can't imagine that Kang is still being considered as. A villain. Well, but did you see like I haven't read recently, but one of the most recent. Um, that's cool. All right. I'm good for this. I'm, I'm excited for it. <laughs> wow. So October one of the 6th. things I read, one of the things I read a, a while back though, was that, that, that it was perhaps a false allegation. Okay. Uh, I had heard that more and more allegations were coming forward. He's looking it up, folks. I am. Jonathan Majors. 
Well, I had recently read that the person that had <coughs> filed the allegations, I, I don't know the person's name. Yeah, right here. Several weeks after his arrest, Majors was dropped by the cloud. Hold on a second. Uh, I had read recently that some of the allegations were not true or like they had the the. the uh, so I don't know. I don't I can't find it here now, but I remember reading an article about it and I meant to bring it up a while back and I forgot. I think I had heard something along those lines early on, but, yeah. you know, the most recent that I had heard was that there were more uh, coming out of the woodwork. There were more people who were, you know, leveling allegations against him. So. Um, we shall see, I guess. Oh yeah. This headline from Rolling Stone from June 29th, Jonathan Major's extreme abuse allegations goes back nearly a decade. Allegedly. Allegedly. They use the word allegedly a lot in this. Yeah. Well, anytime it's, you know that, I mean, you work with the police at any time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. uh, Until it is absolutely proven. Correct. It's one of the few things that I took from the dispatch center is using the word allegedly a lot. I mean, I use it in situations where it doesn't really need to be used. I'll be like, uh, yeah, the file seems to be corrupted, allegedly. Oh, okay. So uh, Majors and his attorney did file a complaint with the police against her, claiming he was the victim in domestic abuse, domestic Mm. dispute. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so we'll see what happens, I guess. So since we just watched that trailer and we're talking about the Marvel stuff, why don't we go right into Secret Invasion, which is now finished? Okay. I'm assuming you went through and, <coughs> excuse me, finished the rest of the episodes as I did. Uh, so you should be all caught up, I would assume. Yes, I did finish watching. Uh, so when I got back, I went to wrestling Saturday night, so I didn't have a ton of time to watch shows, but I did watch secret invasion. I did watch star war, star Wars, star Trek, strange new worlds. I did watch what we do in the shadows. And then Kate and I ended up watching the first three episodes of the new justified primeval miniseries. Gotcha. The three episodes that are out. So I did not touch Good Omens or Twisted Metal. Okay. Um, so let's start with Secret Invasion. All right. <clears throat> um, I said in the beginning that I felt like this was a way for them to write off Nick Fury. Even though he's alive at the end, I still feel that this was a way for them to write off Nick Fury. Um, yep. Nick Fury was always the king of the badass uh, spies and all throughout since the first PS scene in Iron Man, Nick Fury has been, he knows everything. Nothing gets by him. He's the smartest man in the room, like blah, blah, blah. And this series kind of was the opposite. This series kind of like took him down several pegs for whatever reason. Um, and it didn't, it didn't sit well with me. Like the whole, the whole series, 
felt very rushed. It felt like they shot longer episodes and then cut out giant chunks of them. Um, sometimes it felt like they shot them out of order. Uh, <clears throat> they killed Maria Hill for reasons? no reason. Go ahead. Well, yeah, they killed Maria Hill, like you said, for no reason. Well, it was to set Fury up for this this campaign of backlash of the, of the U.S. or the citizens against him. But then we never saw that. Right. Because the footage was never released, allegedly. And then when and then when Rava, a.k.a. Fake Brody, was going uh, threatened to re- said he was going to release. It's going to be all over the news. But then we didn't see any repercussions from it. We didn't nope. see outcry. We didn't see anything. It's like you said, they, they maybe they filmed a bunch and cut it out. Right. <laughs> maybe the main reason for sending uh, Nick Fury down the road is because Sam L. Jackson is 74. Maybe yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to dispute that and say like, Oh, it couldn't be, but, um, but I'll tell you, he looks great. He does. I I feel like a lot of what they're doing is closing the doors on, um, on the older Marvel characters. And, you know, we saw this when they were doing like Wanda's kids or Hawkeye, you know, with Kate Bishop and, you know, we were like, Oh, are they setting up the young Avengers? I think that they're just closing off the Avengers. You know, they're closing off all the, the old guard as it were. They're going to be introducing X-Men, Fantastic Four, all, all these properties we haven't seen. Allegedly. Allegedly. And there isn't a lot of, like, not that there's not a lot of room on the screen, but, like, how many more of these characters are you going to put on the screen? You know, like, look at Guardians. They pretty much closed out the majority, you know, the, the Guardians as we knew them. Now we're going to have a new kind of version of Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, yes, they did say that uh, Star-Lord will be back and maybe a standalone film. But mm-hmm. it's not under James Gunn. He's obviously all done. He's over there, you know, trying his best to pull DC through. <sighs> um, and I guess to side note, because I brought it up, uh, it is now official that Superman Legacy is the official launching point of the new DC universe under James Gunn. It's not the Flash. It's not uh, uh, Blue Aquaman. Beetle. It's not Blue Beetle. Which it's is Superman legacy. Yeah, because yeah. I just that this weekend a, saw another commercial for Blue Beetle, and uh, and Julia was like, "What do you think of this?" I'm like, mm, "Jaime yeah. Reyes was never the greatest character anyway. He was more comic relief, you know, him and Booster yeah. Gold together." Um, yeah. I was like, "It's not going to be bad, but I'll definitely wait until it comes out on HBO." Yeah, so I think we just need to put like, you know, put everything to bed, like. Blue Beetle, Aquaman, and then just put the rest to rust. We're just going to have to be like, all right, we're not going to get, we're not getting Henry Cavill. We're not getting Ezra Miller. Obviously we're not getting Gail Godot as, as Wonder Woman. Like it's, it's all gone. We're starting new with Superman legacy going forward. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Which that being said, if that is the case, then the, uh, the uh, what's his face? The new Batman movie, the Batman, Robert Pattinson, Robert. Pat- he could technically be in the new DCU. Like they could decide we're going to put we're going to put him into the universe because um, it makes sense. You've already got the movie. It has nothing to do with it's already out there. And it's a damn good movie, quite frankly. 
I don't think that they're counting it. I think that they've officially already said this is not part of the main DC universe. Same thing with Joker. Yeah. Yes. Well, they couldn't put Joker in there all because of how they ran that character. <laughs> but I, I fully feel second that, movie. I know, and Robert Pattinson is getting a second Batman movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Penguin there is getting his own series on HBO Max. <laughs> But I, I honestly feel like they could take Robert Pattinson's Batman movie and put it in the new DCU. They, I feel like they could roll it in there because it's not connected to anything that's out there now. And it fits the Batman storyline. Whereas the Joker movie does not fit any DC Joker. But it has Thomas Wayne in it. He's uh, forced okay. in it, but, you know, yeah. he could have been any executive. They could have just had a nameless exec. Anyway, we're not. Exactly. No, no, you're right. Exactly. So, so secret invasion back to this. secret invasion. Yeah. Um, uh, friggin', uh, what's his name there? Talos is dead. Allegedly. Yeah, dead. No, uh, allegedly. He's gone. Well, uh, we saw knows? his body burnt up with all the magic that they do with, uh, DNA in this show. Uh, he is- the, was burned up the director of the show they were asking him like have you read the bad reviews there's a lot of bad reviews he's like no i don't bother with bad reviews i mean even the best writers know to take criticism you know take that criticism and and let it make your craft better so yeah but the problem is who's he listened to fanboy fanatics who are infuriated with it and they just are being hateful to be hateful. I mean, like who would they listen to? Everybody you pick and choose what comes out of there. You know, you might see a bunch of people just spewing hate and just saying, you know, yeah, you, this fucking sucks. This is bullshit. Okay. Well, that's not constructive, but right. you know, if somebody comes along and says you undermined the entire validity of the scroll race by, you know, having the super scroll, be created by the harvest where they collected all the DNA left behind by the Avengers in every little catastrophe that they've had every little scuffle. They left behind some DNA somewhere and we collected it. We know for sure that it's theirs and we've kept it in a secret vault in, in one test tube. That's basically um, all the DNA that you would ever need. That might be a good constructive criticism that you could use to, uh, you know, work on your Fair craft enough. a little bit better. Fair enough. I, uh, um, good. Oh no, go ahead. I, I, again, I had said back in the beginning that secret invasion was a major comic thing. It should have had huge ramifications. This like they hinted at the fact that this was at a global level. You know, there was the attack on the UN plane that was barely diverted. There's uh, the international um, espionage agencies getting involved. There's the fact that there were scrolls who were implanted in key positions around the world. And yet it still felt shallow. This never felt deep. I've seen deeper James Bond movies. You know, this never this never felt the depth of, oh, my God, this is a world shattering thing. The fact that those scrolls had basically taken over all of the heads of 
some of the most powerful nations, organizations, etc. Like that should have been catastrophic. This should have been an underlying current. Like this should have been PSs and an underlying current through everything that has been going on in the MCU since day one. Like they should have gone back and retroed in because, you know, this has been going on since the nineties when Captain Marvel was set. So this should have been a thread that has been locked in even more so than Thanos. And yet it just felt like a shallow six episode, whatever kind of thing. Um, The fact that we got the super scroll, two of them uh, fighting each other and one of them was able to kill the other one. A little rough. Uh, that that was a little rough there. I love the battle. Um, <clears throat> seeing two beings who had the powers of all of these, you know, different beings. I won't even say superheroes because Korg was in there and he's not really a superhero. But, you know, the DNA that they got to have Carol Danvers power and Thor and Hulk and you know, just being able to mimic any one of these heroes at any time is fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah, Watching the two is. of them duke it out and blast each other. And then, you know, one just punches a hole in the chest of the other one and it's over. Well, it was like a laser blast. Fair enough. Photon blast of Carol Danvers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now we've got one supremely super powered being. Like that, we need to take a moment to recognize that this one being has the powers of all of these. It, yep. Just just copying Carol Danvers' powers alone is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. You throw in the Hulk, you throw in Thor, you throw like Mantis. <laughs> she was able to use Mantis's powers, and to be able to just like at the snap of your fingers access and use them completely perfectly that was the other thing like they just knew how to use all these powers um that was a little weird but jesus christ this is now the most powerful being in the universe well and but let's also not forget well yeah and now she's gonna work with um olivia coleman um, who is fucking amazing yeah oh yeah she's absolutely fantastic but she's gonna work with olivia coleman's character like you know, MI6 or whatever special British military she is. But I like the, oh, no, 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 we're not friends. We're not going to fall in the, we're not going to be, <laughs> you know, furying your dad and Talos. Yeah. We're not friends. I'm using you. You're using me. We're going to work together. And that that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. Means to an end. So, yeah. But they do have very world, like, st- <sighs> you know, the president basically declares all off-world species are hostile forces <laughs> and he's going to hunt them down uh-huh. and he's hunting down the remaining scrolls on earth. And then we see like, because of that, you see like, you know, not even bounty hunters, but douchebags like carrying out their own assassinations of scrolls, but also killing innocent humans. Like, <clears throat> Oh Boy, yeah, a lot of people with guns manage to get to a lot of high secure places. <laughs> right, kill all these, you know. Right, I'm yeah. watching this stuff and I'm like, what the shit is going on? How is this happening? Yeah. That yeah. all these vigilante groups just suddenly are able to penetrate, you know, yeah. the the Marvel version of Fox News, for instance, and high level cabinets. It, it was, 
it was fucked up. Well, anyways, uh, Vera and Fury leave the Earth to go to Saber to, uh, so mm-hmm. they can uh, go to a peace summit with the Kree. She's going to come back to Earth after, allegedly. But again, yeah. But the big, oh, and of course, we find out that Ross and Rhodes were, were compromised. And so they're back. Our, our you know, real, real, uh, real Rhodes is back. So that's which, good. which was interesting. Did you realize, or you must have noticed that, like, he was still in the brace? So. Yes. He was compromised right after Civil War. Like, how Looks long like. has he been. A, a scroll. Yeah, yeah, a long time it looks like. Um, there was a lot of like uh, a lot of things were foiled so easily. You know, like mm-hmm. Fury and Coleman going through the hospital and tranquilizing everybody and eliminating everybody, and you just get down <clears> to the president and scroll roads, you know, Grava, and then you know Fury kills him just to <coughs> see scroll call off the airstrike. Uh, like, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I think the big thing that came out of it is like, you're right. This was the yeah, Fury, his swung song. And also, you know, now the all off world beings are public enemy. Number one in the United States only, by the way, not in the world in United States only. Right. But because he can't, he can't, he can't speak. make the crease for the whole world. Just the United exactly. States. Yep. Um, that means Thor. The Guardians of the Galaxy. Carol you know, Danvers. I mean, Carol Danvers. Although she is human, though. Technically, but she has Cree yeah. um, blood yeah. in her. Yeah. So, but anyhow. My, um, uh, my buddy John sent me a funny meme showing uh, Thanos on that planet that he retired to, you know, tending yeah. his crops. And uh, it said Carol Danvers realizing that she... Uh, found a habitable planet quite a while ago that the Kree could have lived on or the scrolls could have lived on. Where was that secret invasion writers? And it's true. That's like, true. That's I didn't even think of that, but that's hundred percent true. It's a habitable planet that he was growing crops on. He probably created it as part of his master plan. And good Lord. What? We, we got my cats a, um, it's a slow feeder thing. It's basically, it looks like an inverted beehive and it's got three layers and the little food pellets sitting there. And so when they're hungry, they have to reach in and pull them out and then they drop down into a tray below. So it's like they have to hunt for their food and it's good engagement. And it's good enrichment, but apparently I'm going to have to nail it to the floor. Cause I can see that it's about four feet across the kitchen floor and all three of them are gathered around. <laughs> That's funny. <sighs> but I think a message anyhow. to my wife to tell her that her kids moved the feeder. <clears throat> so that handles that. It was um, very underwhelming to me. Uh, to catch up on the ones that either of us didn't see, you watched Justified. How was it? And how how was it? And how was it compared to the original? Okay, so. The original ran from 2010 to 2015, so it's been eight years. However, this takes place 15 years later. What? Yeah, because... Um, Timothy Oliphant aged so poorly? No. It's the book they based it on. 
Oh, oh. This oh. is a mini series event. So uh Raylan Givens' daughter, Willa, is in this. And she is 15 years old, I think, 14 or 15. And she is being played by Timothy Oliphant's real life daughter. Hmm. Okay. And she has a very annoying, soft, yet high pitched voice that is just fucking intolerable. <laughs> like when she talks, it's like, oh, I wish she wouldn't. Um, <laughs> Storylines very basic as far as, you know, Raylan run, runs across some guys, has to go to Detroit. Stuff happens. He gets stuck in Detroit. Twist here. Oh, here's the bad guy. Um, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. It's justified. You know, it re- it's it's just instead of Kentucky or Florida, they're in Detroit. And um, Timothy Oliphant's still railing Givens. He's still fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. I like it a lot. Any other characters make cameos yet or anybody else been referenced? In the first three episodes, we have not seen any other than he his ex-wife. Or Willa's mother, but they don't just say your mother and like her boyfriend. They're off on some vacation or something. And clearly Raylan doesn't have 50-50 custody. Uh, doesn't see his daughter a lot. I mean, so we have the daddy issues going on. Um, but we still have, you know, badass Raylan Givens. You know, doing cool ass lines like jacking a bullet out of his gun, throwing it at the guy's chest <laughs> and saying, next one's coming faster. You know, like my favorite line was, of the whole series. That was so bad. Just drops on next one's coming faster. Like that was so <laughs> badass. Uh, <laughs> oh, love it. Um, yeah. So my wife decided we watched the first episode together and then we end up watching the next two. So uh, I'm a big fan. If you like the first run, you're going to love this one. So. Nice. Um, I will say I know you're going to watch them. Watch the first episode of Good Omens 2. It's not season two. It's called Good Omens 2. Uh, Watched the first episode. There's only six episodes. They all dropped. Um, Phenomenal. It's the show is so good. And uh, the source material was amazing. So, yeah, definitely check it out. So you only watched the first episode? Correct. Yeah. How many, how many, I guess, minutes, how long is it? Those, uh, I think those are an hour long each, those episodes. Um, I also watched the first episode of Twisted Metal, and that was a test. I basically said to Julia, I was like, look, I want you to watch this first episode with me. Uh, I'm going to watch the whole series. I just want to see if it's something that would interest you. And she's like, I haven't even heard about it. And I was like, okay. So we sat down to watch it. Those are half hour episodes. There are 10 of them. And they all dropped as well. Uh, We watched the first half hour episode and laughed our asses off. Like it was, it was great. She's like, yeah, I'm definitely into this. She's like, I will watch this with you. Cool. Oh, nice. Yep. Um, So yeah, I definitely give that one a hard sell. Good omens is an easy hard sell. Um, Yep. So yeah, uh, those, I'll check those out. And I think, oh, we also did watch a new show. It's season three of a show. It's called I Think You Should Leave. It's on Netflix. And it's a uh, it's a ridiculous comedy show. Um, 
God, what is that guy's name? I can't even remember. But it's one of those like sketch comedy shows that is just absolutely unhinged. The the word is unhinged. It's a sketch comedy okay. show that's just um if you want a good laugh, the episodes are like 10 to 15 minutes long each. There's like five yeah, or six like of that. them per season. Uh, but it is just unhinged stuff, like really bizarre at times, really just insane. So, you know, buyer beware. But, yeah, we watched all of season three in one sitting. It was great. Um, Kate and I did finish watching season one of The After Party. We have to start season two. Mm, have you watched any more of season two we're four episodes in um the third episode was good they're all of course tying in together um yes yes i had to explain to julia because she's never seen it which is actually good i wish i could say that but uh the fourth episode was a wes anderson episode um (laughs) okay yeah and she was like who's wes anderson i'm like oh god i'm jealous i wish that i didn't know who wes anderson was but i had to explain to her and then basically just watching the episode i'm like yeah this is literally a wes anderson movie like that's all that's all i'll say about it um okay yeah Um, so i think that leaves what what we do in the shadows and strange new worlds yep so what we do in the shadows I, i don't know how many episodes we have to talk about did you have we there were two episodes, episode three, which was the pride episode and episode four, which was Colin running for comptroller. Okay. So, I mean, they're both just absurd, you know, both, both episodes really are just absurd episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the pride parade. Um, so what then, then Sean, their neighbor is going to run to be comptroller on Staten Island and he wants to get the the gay demographic, and so he's <laughs> going to host the pride parade. And he asks, you know, Laszlo and 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 Guillermo and and everybody, Laszlo and Nandor, I mean, and, and what Nadia about, uh, you know, because they're all gay, right? Right. So, that, you know that's what he thinks. This. Yeah, and I, Guillermo's like the only actual gay guy in, mm-hmm. in the show, if you will. That that is quite funny. <laughs> um. Yeah. I just, um, it was just, it's just, you know, again, it's absurdity. So it, much absurdity. I, I loved both of these episodes. I found myself laughing my ass off. Like, yeah. uh, basically, Laszlo is taking Guillermo under his wing and experimenting on him to try to figure out yes. why he isn't fully transforming. And he's got interesting things, like the little wings on his back. Um, yeah, it's like he's <coughs> partial. And, and he was able to telekinetically move that glass jar, which surprised yep. even Laszlo. Um, but it, the uh, the other one that was happening on here, like the the pride parade, Laszlo was like, oh, yeah, I'll make you a float. And I love that the float was just like them dragging along a wagon with Guillermo sitting in there with a sign that said gay guy. Um, but Sometimes. the Nadja doll. Uh, was expressing oh, that's right. She was expressing remorse because the spirit. Okay, so she is the spirit of human Naja, but yeah. that at that point in her life, the the human spirit is a virgin. Like she yeah. never had sex until after she became a vampire. So the doll's yeah. like, I've never had sex, and I'm stuck in a doll's body. So they do a um, body swap, a Freaky Friday, as they call it. You know, that's the official term. Yes, for it. and. Uh, 
they swap so that she can use Nadja's human body and get laid. And she really wants to get laid by Colin Robinson, which he's like, I don't know. I'd rather just screw you as a doll than as a human or, you know, as a (laughs) vampire. Yeah. Uh, And then he wants to get put into the human body as well, or vampire body. And then they have that weird uh, thing where like his face is in the back of her head because both well, of them are fighting. <laughs> no, it's it's doll Nadja won't get out of human Nadja's uh, vampire Nadja's body. She won't mm-hmm. swap back. Right. So they put Colin in with doll Nadja and Nadja's body to try to force her out mm-hmm. to bore her so much that she'll leave. That right. Yeah. And and then in the end. When they uh, what were they singing? Was it It's Raining Men? Yes, yes, that was a pride parade. And then in the end, you know, you have um, Laszlo having sex with essentially both of them while Dalnaja watches on. Uh huh. That was just the riding crop and everything. And yeah, yeah. And obviously, by the next episode, they swap back. You know. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, I like how the have the next episode we start off with Colin running for comptroller because. Um, he said that Sean was disqualified because on Staten Island, you're not allowed to hold a public office if you have more than nine DUIs. Uh, yeah, well, no, yeah, well, he has nine DUIs. You can't have more than two. Oh, that's right. That's right. More than two. Yeah, he, had he nine. has yeah. nine and you can't have more than two. The yeah. other thing real quick, going back. Uh, so <clears throat> Laszlo is trying in the, in the pre pride parade episode. Laszlo is trying to, you know, experiment on Guillermo and, and and uh, Nandor's jealous, so he says he can fly into outer oh, space. Yes. So he attempts to fly into outer space, and I mean he he made it. They gave him a GoPro and yeah, um, and then he kind of blacks out and and he falls back to Earth and kind of burns up in the atmosphere. His clothes <laughs> does, and he crashes in the ground and and he stands up walking around naked because all his clothes is burned off in the Pride mm-hmm. Parade, and people love that. Uh-huh. But I think my. I think my favorite was it was uh, Laszlo taking Guillermo's sweat and making like a, a sunscreen oh, spread, yes. spread on himself so he can go out into the sun and it didn't burn him up. And it worked. And it worked. Yes. Holy yes, crap. He, it worked. I mean, he got sunburned. They were like, yes. what the hell is wrong with you? Um, but yeah, he, it worked, which is shocking. Yep. So that's kind of a big thing. But they dropped it in the next episode. Like, no more talk about that. He could have, yeah. like, I thought he that could was clean hilarious. up with that. Uh, the next episode, uh, the campaign, like we talked about, Colin Robinson is running for comptroller because Sean can't. And he, his opponent is, uh, you know, um, Pardon me. He's only doing this because he wants to be in the debate to help drain people. Yeah. Uh, however, he does get his ex-girlfriend, Evie. Um, <laughs> and I break up support group. She's an emotional vampire. And they work together. And all these scenes are horrific. Oh, God. But brilliant. But so painful to watch. But at the same time, I respect them. Mm-hmm. And like when they get called in front of the high energy vampire council. <laughs> and that just goes just I can't even describe it. You just need to go watch it. But essentially they say That's he so needs good. to win comptroller because Barbara, his opponent's plan of, of modernizing things with technology 
you know, that's, you know, the useless tech, useless paperwork is the lifeblood of energy vampires. And it's a, right. it's a, it's a, a damage to their way of life. Um, yeah. <laughs> and they get threatened of that or the, and so Colin tries to win now. And with gusto, he makes it one day before he's like, screw this. So he does a thing where he like accidentally shows his genitalia on like a, air, a zoom call accidentally. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just, I was just, you know, masturbating while watching all of you during that meeting, uh, just having a nice session or whatever. And and then he has to drop out due to, uh, embarrassment. But then mm-hmm. Evie, like she's going to run in his place and wins cause she gets 18 votes. Yep. And, um, and those were all basically from her, uh, breakup group, yeah, her breakup, breakup support, support group. group. Yep. And she breaks up with Colin who actually appears to, like her a lot. So he did last time too. Yes, he did. But yeah. I just I thought it was all really well done. But you need to go watch it. It is it is terrible, but yes. It, it's and then la- like they were so cringy but so well done, like you said. Like and that oh god, the energy vampire council. Uh, yes. That was a struggle. <laughs> we're, we're still going to read it. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Nandor, uh, tries to befriend someone at the gym. meets a German fellow who feels bad for him. That does not go well. Uh, Jewish uh, fellow, Jewish fellow. I said German, right? Jewish fellow. Yeah. Sorry. Jewish fellow. That does not go well. He even gets himself circumcised so they can be buddies. Um, forces Guillermo to circumcise them. I mean, it is just a mess. But as he says, the problem is that uh, his foreskin grew back too quickly. So when he dropped Trow yeah. in front of the guy to show him That's his right. dick, he's like, he probably just thinks that I'm a sugar. Yeah, it was there was a lot of cringe in this episode. A lot mm. of cringe. Mm. A lot of cringe. And yet I was there for it. For some reason, the cringe in this show works so well. Like in other yeah. shows, it does not work nearly as well. Oh, because it's just done so well. Yep. I kind of hate it when we have like three episodes of a show to talk about because I don't, I feel like it's, it's too much to get granular about. But I will say in each one of these episodes, there was a distinct, not only story, but theme and mood. Like, yeah, it is very much a, a, they're like standalone episodes somehow. So, like, for instance, Lost in Translation, the first one, this was this reminded me of like an X-Files kind of thing. Um, Yes. You know, this was borderline horror, especially once they found the guy on the station, on the mining station, like like the entire mining station is shut down. It's been sabotaged. Nobody is found. And then they find the one guy and he's gone out of his mind. And he yes. attacks them eventually and throws himself out of an airlock. Like yeah, jettisons himself. Yeah. Uhura's having like hallucinations. Uh, it, it was very much a horror kind of episode. And I yeah. dug it. I liked it a lot as well. There's these like small creatures that are living in this, this, this rock that they're refining to fuel essentially. Yep. And the refining process is killing them, killing the species, killing these people, this, yeah. this race, this you know alien race. And they figured out a way to communicate with certain people based on like something to do, like with their brain and uh, something extra they have, like Aurora has, it gives her that linguistic ability. Mm-hmm. 
and but they can't they don't have words they're communicating with images and so they're trying to show her through horrific memories the bad stuff that's happening to them Mm -hmm. and it takes her a long time to figure that out but once she figures it out it's like okay so how do we fix this and then once they've successfully you know corrected the issue and they're not killing the species anymore they communicate with her with happy memories yes and that tells her okay we did the right thing or we you know like it was really well done again i just i don't know we this also gotta go watch the show this also gave us a number of you know fanboy moments so we had kirk aboard the ship yeah and yes he got to meet lon again and kind of have that little moment of connection um him and his brother both had their you know having it out over dad's approval kind of thing uh we got to see him meet uhura for the first time we got to see him meet spock for the first time um yes the end of the episode is the meeting that was fantastic with the handshake and everything uh i liked it when they were playing chess in the beginning and he's like oh you're uh you distracted your vulcan friend there you can have him in you know two moves or something Showing that he's not just because, a charming guy, yeah, but he's smart. Spock and, and Kurt always played that, that version of ch- uh, ch- chess that they played. Yep. And he had mentioned, it, yeah, in the back in time one, that two-dimensional chess was so, you know, boring, essentially. Yeah. Um, so the next episode, those, those old scientists... Dude, this was the crossover with uh, Lower Decks, and this was brilliantly done, in my Dude, opinion. Dude, I, I want to watch this one again. This was so yep. well done. I, it was amazing. Um, to bring – so it starts off with the animated characters. Uh, they find an old teleport ring. They're like, nah, you know, this has been outdated forever. And then um, – Well, they're down there – well like they're down there on purpose looking at it mm-hmm. like it's like that that was their mission their mission was to go investigate like you said an ancient portal it's powered by a rare substance uh aronium yeah and and somehow they activate it and 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 but while they're there they're talking about like uh pike and spock um, and uhura and number one yeah number one and on and on and on and just how amazing it is and how great it would be to be with those people and meet them and this and that. And they somehow activate the portal and that sends uh, Boimler. Uh, Boimler back 120 years to the Enterprise. And Fucking we get Jack to see now, with the purple hair. Yes, we get to see live action uh, Boimler interacting with everybody. And I love his interactions. I love how like he's like so afraid to mess something up. And I love like Spock is smiling. Why is he smiling? That's not who Spock was, you know, <laughs> and he's freaked out by how happy Spark, Spock is. And and they figured out a way to like he's not allowed to tell them about the future. And I love the things like, oh, yeah, we totally contract this by doing this. He's like, and just look like, away, <laughs> look away. So they all look away while he reconfigures something. So they don't see how he did it in order for them to track something, you know, and. I just thought that was awesome. And he's an engineer <laughs> and he gets to meet the engineers on the enterprise. And I love, he's like, Oh, it's just enterprise. That's it. There's no letter after it. It's the, the original. There's nothing after they're like, what would come after? <laughs> yeah. 
you know, like, oh, and like he actually likes, oh, you're 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 like, oh, you're a war hero. I am, you know, like, (laughs) oh, no. Or like, well, you know, it's Pike's birthday. Oh, it's Captain Pike's birthday on Friday. Well, how do you know that? Well, because it's a holiday. Oh, God. (laughs) You know, like. Oh, I saw a TikTok and they were doing an interview about this because Jonathan Frakes was directed this. And uh, that line where he climbs onto the saddle and goes, Riker. Uh, that was completely improvised because Jonathan Frakes was sitting over there and he's like, I just wanted to mount it like Riker would. And, you know, the fact that he just threw it Riker and uh, Will yeah. Wheat was also there for the interview. And he's like, that's why Wesley Crusher always sat in seats like Riker did. He's like, because I wanted to be like Jonathan Frakes. So Wesley wanted to be like Riker. I loved it, though. Just when he swung That's his awesome. thing up, I rebound it. And I'm like, what? did he yeah. just say Riker? Not like Riker or anything. Just Riker. <laughs> yep. It was perfect. Um, so they figure out how to open up the ship, open up the portal. And Beckett, in true Beckett fashion, reacts before she thinks and jumps through to rescue Bomlier uh, yeah, and... Um, Instead, you know, now she's stuck there. Now they got to figure out <laughs> where to open it again. <laughs> Which was awesome. Like, it, that was true lower decks, you know? Yes. I'm going to jump through. Yep. Idiot. Um, but it was so much fun. I love that the, the title of the episode was um, These Those Old, old Scientists. Those Old Scientists. Yeah, yep. yeah. And uh, when they're talking, they said something about. You know, Boimler said something about, you know, oh, so fun hanging out with uh, with the crew of TOS. And they're like, why do they always call it TOS? Well, to you and I, it's the original series, TOS. Yes. And he's like, uh, those old scientists, you know, because they were all just yeah. scientists back then exploring and doing stuff like that. Yeah. I loved some of his stuff um, like, you know, oh, look, it's the old tricorder. They never could improve it. I mean, they made it smaller and faster and, you know, it could do yeah. more things, but never really improved on that design or the communicator. Well, oh, the, yes. The communicator is like, it seems as a communicator built in. Wait, so you just touch the thing you can talk. Yeah. Well, isn't the best part is whipping open. The, <laughs> flipping open. He's not wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's the best part is flipping that open to talk. Yeah. Um, it was all, it was all so well done. The, 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 you know, the, the, the Orions, like apparently this is how the Orions go from being pirates to scientists, you know, through this yeah. deal they make. And it's not be yeah, it's because they they stole it like pirates do, and they were they wanted to get it back. And I don't know. I just I just thought <laughs> I love it was how really, calm really they well were. done. <laughs> the, yes. When they showed up at the planet and he's just like, We're a science vessel. Um, what would you like us to say? And then they're like, uh, Captain, they seem to be beaming up the thing, and he's like, Bye. <laughs> just gone. Yeah. Um, no, it was just, it was really well done. I liked how, like, they got some, like, legitimate, like, Orion alcohol, and they uh, made drinks, and they all had these drinks, and now the cast of Strange New World is now animated, because it's like, <laughs> what does this drink do to us? Yeah. <laughs> Why do I feel so 2D? Mm-hmm. Um, Loved it. This oh, was, and then number this one. This was such a great episode. Go on. Yes, number one is the number one. She's, like, all the, on the poster, you know. And she and, thinks it needs pinup poster. Yes, yes, because he's like, well, he does have a poster view in his locker. What? Like mm-hmm. a pinup? You mm-hmm. know, and it's no, it's it's that's what made him want to join 
Starfleet and like the the saying there, the Ad Astra saying on or whatever. And when they told her that, she was like, I'm very angry for you for violating protocol, blah, 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 and telling me about that. But thank you so much. Because that lets her know that she was accepted. Yeah. Yeah. She is literally the poster child for recruitment into the Federation. Yeah. And even Spock, who is like talking to Boiler and she's like, well, I mean, I know this isn't the Spock that you know. And eventually I apparently become that Spock again. But isn't this the Spock I need to be right now to become that Spock? Yeah. Yeah. So I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. It was just, it was Same. absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. It was amazing. And then we have the third episode that we got, which like lost in translation. And then this one were a week apart. Um, yeah. Those old scientists was just kind of thrown in the middle there as like a bonus episode yeah. uh, under the cloak of war. So we had the horror episode, then we had the comic relief episode, you know, the time yeah. travel comic relief crossover. And then we have under the cloak of war, which was one of the heaviest ones that we have seen to date. Oh, big time. Holy crap. So fresh off the heels of the Klingon war, which has been over for a little while now. Yeah. Um, there's a Klingon ambassador who is known as the butcher of, I can't remember the name of the planet. Um, but he was the general who caused the death of so many humans, so many aliens um, during this. Millions, his, his own men to his children. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now he has joined the Federation as an ambassador, as a diplomat. Well, like he basically surrendered and said, I don't he, want to do defected. war anymore. Yep. I don't he, want to do war anymore. He defected like Sean Connery from the hunt, of Red, hunt, the, the hunt for Red October. Yep. And uh, yeah, and he, he gives the excuse of, well, when I learned that my my commanders, you know, ordered the 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 murder of all these civilians, I, I was, uh, you know, even though the Klingons, we love war, I'm like, but we have our principles. And so he killed all his men to prevent that from happening. And he, and then, you know, he defected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. so the Enterprise is transporting him. You know, as part of a diplomatic mission, they're taking him uh, to the next stop on his tour, I guess. And uh, a number of crew members, including three very prominent cast members, uh, the nurse, the doctor and the helmsman were all there on that planet in the war. And they fucking hate Klingons and especially him. Um, It's so weird because, you know, when you've got. Uh, where we're at with the next generation and such, and Worf is part of the crew. But even then, you had Klingons who were very dark, very evil. Um, it's odd to come back to this time where the Klingon war just happened and everybody's still very chuffed about it. So you've got people who weren't involved in the war, and they're just like, okay, he's here, That that's okay, whatever. Um, great. I'm glad he's doing good work. I'm glad that he's, you know, trying to mend some fences between the Federation and the Klingons. And then you've got the ones who were in the war who see this as he can go fuck himself. You know, why is this guy yeah. here? We all hate him. It uh, it got very, very tense. We got to see a lot of flashbacks, especially of Umbega and Nurse Chapel. Um, watching them trying to save people's lives, 
uh, trying to survive as they were all getting massacred. We've now this episode, we've always had hints that Mbega has more of a shady past. Um, he's always been a little too good with combat for a doctor. Um, and turns out he was, you know, a kick-ass super soldier kind of that they were like, we need you to go in and end this. And he did that. Um, turns out you find out by the end of the episode that he is the one who killed all those warlords. He is the butcher butcher of, yeah. And he allowed Takah there to take credit for it. But he still, he, he basically tells him, he's like, you're living a lie. Your entire, uh, you know, platform that you're on is built on a lie you were not the butcher i was the butcher i killed all of them you were a coward you gave the order for them to kill those people you didn't turn on them when you heard that they gave the order and he's like well basically i needed to say that i needed to take credit you know this is the the general he's like i needed to take credit in order to um give something to the Federation. Like this is how we heal the rift. And the guy's like, no, it's not. You can, you can die. And yeah. And he pulls out the dagger he used to kill all the other Klingons and they, mm-hmm. they commence to fighting. And it's a very short fight. And he, and we don't see what happens. It's behind like a, you know, frosted window. Mm-hmm. But, but nurse he, chapel does. Yes. And, uh, in the end, the general is dead. Um, everything corroborates the story that he attacked Mbega. Yes. You know? And the knife has all the DNA from the, from the, um, the Klingons that he allegedly killed. Mm-hmm. Which and makes, so it it, makes, oh, yeah. so he must've brought the knife because they're trying to say, they're saying that the, you know, the general, the ambassador in, instigated the fight. Yep. So. It was a damn good episode. It really was. It was. And like I said, you're right. When you have three episodes, it's kind of rough because you can't get too granular. But I felt like each one of them was a completely standalone theme. Move. Yeah. Like I went from kind of freaked out to laughing my ass off and enjoying myself to feeling heavy and dark and morbid. Like that's that's great storytelling right there. It really sucks that we have two episodes left. I know. But did you see that the episode this week that airs on the third is a fucking musical? I did not. It is a musical. It's called Subspace Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm so looking forward to this. Um, That'd be pretty fantastic then. Only two left this week. So we've got that Uh, this week. Guardians three drops on Disney plus. And the Super Mario Brothers movie drops on Peacock. So I got some. I've seen the Super Mario Brothers movie. And I still have not. So this is. And then the new, the uh, hidden strike there, the Jackie Chan, John Cena movie is apparently on Netflix. Yes. And I believe Transformers Beast Wars, the new, the new Transformers movie is on Paramount, I think right now. Really? Yeah. I think I saw that the other night I was looking for something else and that I, that popped up and I was like, no shit. Interesting. And that the, that uh, the, the cloning of the cloning of Tyrone or whatever is on Netflix right now. Oh, well. they cloned Tyrone. Yeah. But I yeah. think that one came directly to Netflix. 
I want to see that though. It that did, but great. I'm just saying it's that has been released. Yeah. Let's see here. I think I need like a rainy week to just kind of sit inside and catch up on this stuff. Yeah, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts is on Paramount. It might be a Showtime movie, but it's on Paramount right now. Hmm. Yeah, you can watch it. I haven't seen it yet, so I'll probably watch it because I don't have to pay extra for it. I don't think I will. I haven't watched the last few. The, the Bubble the last... movie was actually really good. Yeah. I have seen them all, so I'm just I'm, I'll watch it for that. By the um, way, did you see that there's a, a standalone episode of Invincible right now that just came out and it's Adam Eve's story? No. It's like a bonus episode between the seasons. I did not know that was a thing. Yeah, if you go on Amazon Prime, probably when you go to watch Good Omens, you'll see it pop right up there. It'll be like, oh, single episode. I haven't watched it yet, but uh, Julia never watched Invincible, so I kind of want to go back and rewatch that with her because that was a great series. Yeah. So is Uh, that it for shows? That is, I do want to talk about one other thing. So while I was in uh, Albany, Mm -hmm. New York, one of the places I stopped in Saratoga Springs was the uh, X-Files Preservation Collection. And it's essentially the X-Files Museum. And it's super fans that have this standalone building. And they have this cool, like, you can go in. There's, like, a little gift shop area where they resell a bunch of X-Files stuff. And then they have the, uh, behind the curtain, you can go see all, like, props and photos and posters and all kinds of collectibles, but a lot of props and things like that from the, all the way from the pilot episode to the, uh, the movies to the new, uh, the new re-release, if you will. Hmm. Okay. So I actually visited them on the 15th anniversary of the release date of X-Files. I want to believe the, uh, the second movie that was not great. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. I loved it. As a huge X-Files fan, going in there, seeing some of the the, the props and whatnot used from the original run, uh, from the pilot episode and everything, it was really, really freaking awesome. Um, uh, they had... Uh, They had from the season 10, episode 3, Mulder and Scully meet the Monster. They had uh, Riz Darby's outfit there. The, mm-hmm. the uh, Night Stalker um, homage outfit, if you will. They had that there on display. They also had some of the uh, the latex application for the, for the body of the, the lizard skin that, you know, he, he wore. Um, so that was really, really cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the Darren McGavin's Carl Kolchak, out, you know, homage outfit. They had all kinds of stuff in that episode. So that was really cool to see. But I just I loved it. You know, um, I bet you did. They, they do like uh, little mini conventions there with different actors from the show. Like Chris Carter was there for the grand opening even. And he's given them some stuff from his personal collection. Like they have Chris Carter's laptop that he wrote the pilot episode on. And they have his laptop, a couple more laptops of his that he donated that he wrote other episodes on from other seasons. I mean, it's really badass. That's really, awesome. Really badass. Yeah. So, so is that this, was a lot of fun. 
is this an official place or is this like a fan place where they've picked up merchandise over the years type of thing? Well, it's not like it's officially like, you know, 20th Century Fox or Fox Television, whoever owns the rights to the X-Files. It's not like they've anointed them and said, oh, you know, this is an official place that we are sponsoring. No, it's just like a super fan or super fans who have collected stuff over the years. And, you know, it kind of started when like some of the stuff that was in storage was just going to be disposed of and thrown away. And they got their hands on it and they got more and more. And then they made contacts with like, like I said, Chris Carter and he gave them a bunch of stuff. So Chris Carter's kind of annoyed to them, giving it his seal approval, seal of approval, if you will. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, you know, uh, Jillian Anderson and David Duchovny have not been there yet, but they had, you know, uh, William B. Davis who played the cigarette smoking man. They had uh, Annabeth Gersh, who played Monica Reyes. They had, uh, what's the T T 1000 there. What's his name? Patrick, uh, uh, Robert Patrick, Robert Patrick. He's been there. Like he's done an appearance there, you know, with a fan meet and greet and everything. And they've had a lot of the little known people. They had a lot of the behind the scenes people there. Some of the directors of the episodes, special effects, people, script writers. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Like, it's really, really cool. I When they opened it a couple of years ago, I was really hoping to get a chance to see it because, again, to me, it's like as much as I find it, it's cool. I feel like it's definitely a niche place. You know, Kate went in. Kate looked around, but she was like, hmm, it's not a friend's museum. Uh, <laughs> nice. Or Gilmore Girls Museum, you know. Um, I was literally going to say that. Yeah. So I don't know how much longer it's going to be open, per se. Uh, but I'm so happy I got a chance to check it out and, uh, you, you should, you should check it out as well if you're a fan and you're in the area. So. Nice. I, uh, I keep muting myself cause I have the hiccups. Yes, I saw that. So all I got left is movies. I only watched one movie. I watched dose movies. Yeah. Well, I mean like while we were in the hotel, I watched parts of movies cause we had some movie channels a few nights. Um, but nothing that I guess the only one I watched in the hotel is we did watch uh, the, the day I think the day of or the day after Sinead O'Connor died or they announced her death or whatever. Um, on one of the, on Showtime they had apparently they released a documentary last year about her, and that came on, and so we actually did watch that. It was yeah. interesting. I I didn't realize that she had still released music or anything after uh the Popey incident. So, Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, but the only movie I watched, uh, intentionally was Oppenheimer. So you did go at nine o'clock at night. Yes. On a Thursday school night. Prior, thir- there's no, it's the summer Thursday prior to uh, us going away on vacation. Kane and I went to Oppenheimer. Um, it was a very well done movie. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, great script, great acting, uh, great story. Uh, I, I looked at my watch at one point and I'm like, oh my God, it's only been 40 minutes. I feel like I've watched so much movie. This is not really? good. Yes. I'm like, this, this is not going to be good. And then the next thing I know, I'm like, oh shit, there's only like 20 minutes left. Like it like went by so fast. Um, paced Damn. really well. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go run out and watch it again or buy it on home video, but I, I definitely enjoyed it. Nice. I'm glad it was good. I've been hearing a lot of good stuff about it. Yeah. What'd you watch for movies? 
Well, I know one of them you went and saw. I'm uh, I'm going to try to get through this without making a fool of myself hiccuping. Um, one of them, Julia had watched an old, uh, oh, an old rom-com. And she was like, oh, my God, I love this so much. We've got to watch it. So we had a date night and we sat down and watched uh, music and lyrics. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Hugh Grant, Drew Barrymore. He's yeah. A, yes, I'm familiar. <clears throat> Yeah, he's an old, faded, uh, washed-up pop star, and uh, she's the woman who comes to water his plants, and uh, it was delightful. It was absolutely delightful. I loved it. Um, I loved seeing him as the pop culture guy. Ooh, excuse me. Um, yeah, I, it was fun. It was charming. The uh, The writing was well done. I mean, it's a rom-com. So you're like, oh, well, it's a generic story. But, you know, they did a good job. They put some good twists on it. I really liked it. Nice. The other one was we went and saw Barbie. And yeah. I, on the way there, I told Julia, just so you know, um, when talking about this on the podcast, I am totally going to throw you under the bus and say that we went to see Barbie because you wanted to go see Barbie, which is true. Like she literally right. said, I'm so excited to see Barbie. I really want to see Barbie. I can't imagine not seeing Barbie. So I was like, all right, we'll go see Barbie. Um, we went to a matinee Saturday, uh, 1120 in the morning um, at 1150. The movie started because, you know, that that's how Regal does their trailers and commercials. And it's infuriating. It is. Uh Interesting side story here. Uh, we. Ooh, bought tickets through the app um, the night before, and we were trying to find the two seats at the very back row that are like right in the middle. And every time we looked at any one of the three theaters, one of them was always taken up. One of those seats was always taken up. And I think it must be because that seat is broken or something. It must be like on a permanent, you can't buy this seat because it's broken. Yep. Because there was no way we looked at every showing Saturday and Sunday for three different theaters and all every showing that seat was always. You mean three different screenings in the same theater? Yeah. No, no. I mean, like three different theaters. So like uh, Auditorium 4, Auditorium 6, Auditorium 7. Oh, that's interesting. Like the same. Maybe it's a companion chair. Next to the uh, wheelchair spot, you have to buy the wheelchair nope. spot to get that chair. No, nope. I know exactly what you're talking about, because when we bought our tickets, I picked one of those and it was like, oh, this is a companion chair. So if somebody shows up, you're going to have to give up your seat. And I was like, yeah, OK, 1120 on a yep. uh, Saturday. So that being said, the movie was fucking amazing. Uh, I've heard a lot all, of good. In all honesty, like this is a hard sell to anybody out there. Um, there are plenty of alpha dude dude bros out there who are you know if you go see this movie you're a beta you're a piece of shit blah 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 um go watch it guys like honestly there were a lot of little kids there because it was saturday at 11 o'clock yeah i did not hear a lot of commentary i did not hear a lot of laughing um i think most of this movie went over their heads and as julia as julia said afterwards like i can't imagine that they would have enjoyed it much like, yeah, there were there were some funny parts. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I will say this. Michael Sarah is in there and he plays Alan. Yep. 
Ken's friend, you know, that was, that was an actual toy that was created. Uh, every scene that he is in, he fucking steals it. Alan steals his scenes and it's amazing. It's wonderful. Uh, but the, uh, the Barbies exist in Barbie world, but they know of the real world and they can go to the real world. And there's a whole process to go there and you have to do the process in reverse to go back to Barbie land. Um, honestly, like this movie was amazing. It was so well done. Uh, Julia came out of it and she's like, I need to own this. I need, I want to go watch it again. And I was like, I want to watch it again, but also I'm questioning a lot of things and I kind of want to like sit on this. Um, it made me think it made me feel it was so well done. Honestly, Hmm. like this is a great movie. So when we went and saw Oppenheimer, um, both going in and coming out, we saw people that were going to go see the Barbie movie or coming out of the Barbie movie. And what I thought was really fun is so many people were dressed up. Oh, nice. I thought that was fun. Like there was so many yeah. people that were dressed up and even if they were just wearing all pink or whatever it was, it's not like they looked like a Barbie doll, but they just said like had dressed up in a like mostly pink outfit type of thing or whatever it was. I just thought that was fun. I will say like, if you watch the previews and the, tra- the trailers for this, <coughs> excuse me, they really make it seem like it is just a goofy movie that is picking on Barbie. And there are plenty of parts in there that do just that. The narrator, Helen Mirren, explains in the very beginning of the movie that all of the world's problems for women have been solved because of Barbie. Barbie was created in a world where um, little girls could only play with baby dolls, so they had to play as a mother. But then Barbie was created, and Barbie can be anything. And as a result of little girls being able to see that – women are now treated equal to men and they've risen up to their power and there are no more problems or hardships for women in the world. And that's how the movie starts. This is based in the real world though. So as you well know, there is a lot of falseness to that. Um, Yep. And there's so much goofiness, you know, Ken has a job. Ken's job is beach. Ken, Ken is not a lifeguard because he's not qualified to be a lifeguard. But his job is beach. A- anything that has to do with beach, that's where he is. He he is okay. He's not a beach comber. He he's not a beach tender. His job is beach, um, and he's very proud of his job. I will also say this: like Julia said early on, she's like, "Who is that guy?" So Ken has a another Ken that's like his second in command, I guess. You know. This guy's always like right there with him and always talking to him and stuff. And she's like, I've seen this guy recently. It was Gravik from Secret Invasion. Oh, really? So to see him go from Gravik, the leader of the scrolls, this ruthless, charismatic, like kill all humans person to then become a a Ken in the Barbie movie and a subservient Ken was That's funny. Amazing. But yeah, seriously, if you get a chance, like if your daughter says, Dad, I want to go see Barbie, go she see went it. She went with her friend. She didn't care okay. for it. She didn't care for it? Her oh. friend loved it. Addison was like, eh, not my, not my thing. Well, that's too bad. Give her a couple of years to get out in the real world, and we'll see if she changes her mind. But yeah. All right. Trailers and stuff. 
trailers and stuff. Well, I don't you, think for two weeks we have a whole ton. We don't. I wasn't. I've been super busy and I was not really monitoring my news sites very often. So I didn't pick up on a lot of it. Yeah. I sent you that thing. Very interesting. The army of darkness comic is coming out. That's going to continue where the movie left off. Yeah. That the, seems rather interesting. It, um, the film's original ending. Yes. Well, actually I did some more looking into it and they're actually going to be telling it in three parts. And it's or three storylines at once. It's going to be the original ending. It's going to be a continuation of the theatrical ending. And it's going to be what's happening in the medieval times that Ash left behind. Interesting. I, I'm down for I mean, it's an Army of Darkness comic. So, of course, I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Let's see here. You sent me a trailer for Time's Up. What? Because that's the rules. Just seeing the little the the little screenshot when it popped up on my screen, I went, "Fuck, it's the rules." There's no yep. way that he sent me this as like, a, "Ooh, this looks good." Yeah, no, it's uh, an accident will force Vivian and Royan to come to a stop and reclaim their lives one minute at a time. And finally, start living in the present. Perhaps. The, that will perhaps prove more exciting than they predefined. I don't know. It's fucking dumb. Yes, it is. Yeah. But them's the rules, my friend. Them's are the rules. The the cover image there evoked feelings for me of um uh an old version of the mask in Mr. Robot. Sure, sure. I get yeah, that. Yeah, with with the hair and the beard and everything. Um so it's funny, you sent me Saw 10 first look on July the 20th, and just the other day I sent you the Saw 10 trailer. So what are your thoughts on this? So this seems to take place, based on the trailer, this takes place prior, it's a prequel. Yeah. It takes place prior to the first movie, and basically he has cancer, and he goes to Mexico for this experimental treatment, and they assure him everything's okay and everything's fine. And then he comes back and he's told, no, they never actually removed the tumor. They lied to you and took your money. So he basically, he's going to teach them a lesson. They Andy kaufman him. Yes, they Andy kaufman him, yes. So. And I'm I know that that's. Theaters. I know that Andy Kaufman isn't the only one that that happened to, but that's what who I Correct. always think of. Yes, same here. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'm going to go watch it in theaters because I've seen the other nine in theaters. So, um, When I first saw that they were like, oh, he's coming back and saw 10 and then realized that it was a bait and switch and it's a prequel. I was like, mm, I'm a little upset about that. Not going to lie. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm not. I didn't think it's going to be. I mean, he he's dead, dead. Yeah, well, and that's what I thought. I was like, okay, he's supposed to be dead, dead, but they're talking about, ooh, the return of him. Yeah. No, the return of him in a prequel story back when he was still alive. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Uh, you sent the trailer to the Marvels. Yes. Looks great. I'm here for it. It, it absolutely does. Um, 
I I mean, we know the storyline. When one of them uses their magic or their powers, they switch places somehow. Yeah, they, they don't quantum know, you, you entanglement. Don't know, yeah, we don't know how they they don't know who they're going to switch places with. They don't know where they end up. I mean, it's it's very well done. It looks like uh, as somebody commented, I would love to see like a major fight scene where they're just like seamlessly like one goes to shoot a photon blast and switches places perfectly with the other one that, you know, just, I want to see that bam, 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 not just the comical parts, but actually like tying them all together. I want to see that. I get that. I get that. Uh, Kevin Smith teaming up with the garbage field kids for view askew theme cards. I kind of don't care. I'm, I've outgrown them. It doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, it uh, it was interesting at first, but then I'm like, eh, I'm not going to collect them. I'm not going to put them in a sleeve. Right. Yeah. yeah. I sent you the meme of not many people noticed when Rhodey was replaced by the <laughs> scrolls, but I did. Which was Karen's Howard. And, yeah. Uh, oh, OK. I can't see what this trailer is. It's just it's just a YouTube link. It doesn't this was oh, Gen V. The boys. Oh, yes. Yeah. Red band trailer for from the makers of the boys. I mean, of course, I'm going to watch it. Oh, it looks great. And yeah, yeah, it's the boys. Yeah. I sent you the trailer to the Exorcist Believer, which we got for in, before Oppenheimer. And um, this looks fantastic. It um, it does. But I was talking with Petrie about it. Is this supposed to like do like Halloween did and wipe out it's all a, the, the sequel movies and everything direct sequel to the original. Okay. So all the other sequels are Correct. considered non canon now. Correct. It's a direct sequel to the original and they have some people in the original movie back in this one that weren't in the others. Yeah. So Donald Glover and his brother, Steven are writing a Disney plus Lando series. Yes. Yeah, I'm glad to see that he's going to be involved in that because, I mean, he's going to be the starring role. But it uh, he's done some good work, and I think that'll be cool. Yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. And that's pretty much it. Uh, The only other thing is the Loki series, and we've already discussed that. Yeah, Uh, you did send me that quick snippet that uh, Pee Wee Herman passed away, Paul Rubens. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I sent you that message. Yeah, Paul, Pee Herman died. Apparently, he'd had cancer for the last six years, and I didn't realize he was 70. Like, I guess the older yeah. I'm getting, I realize people I grew up watching are getting older. But um, <laughs> um, it's tough yeah. to swallow sometimes. Certainly is. Uh, but, yeah, no, that sucks. I, I watched Pee Wee's Playhouse growing up, and then, of course, the uh, the public indecency controversy. And then he kind of made a comeback. He was a a vampire underling in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie with Christy Swanson. That's kind of the first thing I saw him in after Pee Wee's Playhouse. And then he did a few other things since then. I think Blow was a big role he had. And didn't he didn't he have a starring role in a porn theater? Yeah, that's what I said. The controversy. Oh yes. Yeah, I considered it a starring role. I mean, no. Oh. But anyhow, uh, he did have a comeback with Pee Wee Herman later in life as well. You know, Pee Wee had a comeback and people loved it. And um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But I think that's it for this week. Not bad for two weeks worth of stuff, but. Well, I didn't watch a lot that second week, you know, so that's what happened. Yeah, you you have a lot and we'll have to communicate with each other as far as um, episodes go. Because, like, I don't want to burn through all six episodes of Good Omens and find out that you only watched the first two. And same thing with, like, Twisted Metal. Yes, I will let you know when I get around to watching the first episode of each and then see what happens from there. And as far as the after party goes, like, we're still trucking along. Episode five comes out this week, so. Yeah, we may try to catch up on that. So we'll see. I'll see what happens this week. I know we have to watch deadliest catch from last week and then this week's episode later this week so but that's not a ton of watching time gotcha and then are you gonna get caught up on justified i'm gonna try to yeah yeah okay cool sounds good my friend well uh i'm on the twitter i am uh superstar mel uh it's not twitter anymore it's x yeah whatever i think people (laughs) know what i mean uh i'm the quantum geek g33k that's our show. We'll talk to you next week.